Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and joining me today in studio, we have our new co-host, Milana Bakken. What's up? And joining us, making his third appearance in one month. Well, you guys keep inviting me. He's back in action, (laughs) baby. Andrew Matrone. (laughs) Giving two peace signs. Guys, Andrew, we're going to have to do an interview with Andrew one day because he's he's got a lot on his plate. And honestly, sort of the second half of last year, he was big time in us. Yeah. We <laughs> try to get him to speak at Young Adults or do a podcast is like trying to get a meeting with the president. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the most uh, desired communicators on the planet right now. Andrew, what, what do you charge us every- Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I'm kidding. What I'm kidding. You, what do you charge us every time you do a podcast? Uh- I would usually charge like three grand, but I, I give you guys a deal at twenty seven hundred. <laughs> so every time you hear Andrew on this, you're tied dollar. No, I'm totally kidding. I wish. I wish we need to get sponsored. Yeah, let's get a sponsor. There's got to be some sorry sap out there who's like Mardell's. Yeah, <laughs> Mar- Mardell's sponsor us. Come on. Yeah. Go go Maybe to Mardell's. Like an anointing oil out there that would sponsor. Hey, get your anointing oil. Out. I'm not. I'm not too far above it. If I get a kickback. I'll hustle some anointing <laughs> oil. Give me some hankies to sell to people. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, what, are the, what are the class of the... Uh, Prayer cloths. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh what my, I'm saying, the hankies. What? Give if, them to me. If anybody knows of a, of a prayer cloth, if you've experienced that, please let us know. Is that the... And then get them to sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let's Google real quick. I was going to say, I class. grew up a lot different no, than there's, y'all did. No, there's a Bible verse that says, like, even Paul's, like, handkerchief or cloth, like, healed somebody. Yeah. And so, of course, there's a preacher that takes that as, let's buy prayer cloths and hand them out and they'll heal people. Oh. Except I'm sure they upcharge for <laughs> Guys, you can personalize up to three prayer cloths for $16. But we'll give you a discount and do it for 15 Because we're sponsored. <laughs> yeah. If you're a prayer cloth company, don't reach out. And if you're if you're offended by this and you use a prayer cloth, that's awesome. So happy for you. More power to you. Yes. Yeah. But if any of you guys would like to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> reach out. No. Uh, All right. Hey, January has been a good month so far. Uh, let me be honest. I... I am all into Survivor. I I yeah. binge watched every free available season of Survivor during COVID, and then Netflix just released a newer. It's still like two years old, but like a newer season, and I'm all about it. If you could paint a picture of the type of person who still watches Survivor, <laughs> it's me. It's Connor. It's the greatest TV show it's ever. It's Connor, but not not how Connor's showing up today. It's Connor no. in like his uh, <laughs> like a tank top with a, tank a pizza top, stain. A pe- yeah, in those big old Some sweatpants you get from from uh, where do you get them? Walmart. Don't knock tater tots. <laughs> Fruit of the Loom sweatpants. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. All Don't about give away his... my secrets. Yeah, twelve ninety nine on Amazon. 
<laughs> Fruit of the Loom, sponsor us. <laughs> we'll wear your sweatpants every podcast. <laughs> hey, you that, will. That's the truth. Seriously, I've never though. seen Survivor. Are you kidding I'm, me? Wow. I'm dead serious. Survivor's been going on for, I think, 19, 1945 I was its first episode. <laughs> but right? I think since I'm younger than you guys. Maybe no, you just... need to watch it. It is truly the perfect TV show. It's physical challenges, but it's so much like social backstab. It's everything you love about The Bachelor, like all the catty girls. <laughs> right. But it's but it's to win a million dollars and not just end does up breaking up in six months. one person win a million dollars? One person. One person. And you get, this one is the one survivor. where it's like you've been voted off the island, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Is the same guy still? Yeah, Jeff Prost, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's 110. Jeff, I would love to go get a non-alcoholic beer with Jeff Prost. In all reality, if there was, a, if there's like a, a a reality TV show, like Survivor or whatever, mm-hmm. anything that there's a real element, you're not playing a character. Yeah. What what reality TV show would you would you want to do or be a part of? The Circle. What is The Circle? Connor. What? You don't know what The Circle is? No. It's on Netflix. Because I watch good shows like Survivor. (laughs) It's like everybody's, it's kind of like modern day Survivor, I feel. Everybody's, but you don't ever see each other. And you just interact through like social media and you're locked in a room and you have like. That's called the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) And you can like, some people can be like catfish, but you don't know. And then you like vote, people get voted out. And whoever. What's the goal of the circle? What's like the point? To like be the most popular. That literally sounds like a seventh grade. No, but that's Survivor, that's why basically. She loves me. No. <laughs> yeah. so like, I was the most popular circle. in high school. So no. like, totally me I was I played not. volleyball. Uh, no, I was captain of the volleyball team. Okay. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, like, we exactly. have come full circle. Oh, <laughs> this cir- Oh my gosh. No, it's really popular. Yeah. You guys haven't watched it? It's really good. No, it's I like haven't. Survivor, but I'd say it's modern day. You vote people off you the island. You can't compare something to Survivor because you've never seen Well, Survivor. I know that that's the right, premise. Right. You vote people off the island. That's called that- life. <laughs> <laughs> I would I w- be on the circle. You vote off friendships, transitioning to... No. Right. <laughs> what what you, TV show Do you remember you? Robin Big? Yes. I on MTV, that show. Rob Deerdick. I don't know. I remember watching that and be like, I would give anything to go to like... What is he called? The fact... Uh, he's like the fact... The laugh factory. Uh... I don't know. But I know what you're talking about. They just like made music videos and just oh, did random stuff. I'm like, stuff. I would just love to just <laughs> Yeah, hang. they had like foam pits where they could just like fly off bikes and <laughs> right. stuff and do yeah, all and that. And I wouldn't do any of that. <laughs> but but I would I would be the one encouraging. I would be like big. Just a big old dude is like, don't get me on a skateboard. Just let me have <laughs> let me have fun. Feed me. Hey, we all were on a, a real life TV show. We That's were. True. Yeah. Where what what's it called? Nationally again? televised. Yeah. Uh, I I literally court. got it. People's ex- court. We were on the people's. We court. were on the people's court. Andrew, <laughs> I wonder give, how people give can people find that. give people a thirty second synopsis of how we all got on people's. <laughs> okay. Court. Yes, we were in L A for a conference, and we see what's that guy's name from TMZ? No Harv. idea. Harv. Harvey something, and we see him interviewing people, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that's like that court thing that he does. So I go over and I see a girl with a headset. I'm like, hey, how do we get on this? And she's like, just stand in line right here. I'm like, for real? So I went back and got you guys. We stopped <laughs> lunch right. early. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> we get in line. 
And all of a sudden, <laughs> we're in this group of people with lights on us, and Harvey starts reading to us what he's the questions he's going to ask. But us. it's so set up. It's so he, set. We didn't watch one he, court anything. No. We had no idea. No. He gives you like a one sentence premise about what like the case is about yeah. with z- just enough information to be ignorant. Yeah, and then he asks he asks us all questions, and me, Milana, Keaton. Zach and Connor, we we all answered, and sure enough, I get it. T- like <laughs> three months later, it's on it's on national television. Jerica's family saw it. My they watched aunt, it. yeah, it's <laughs> a big Dude, deal. My it's aunt, <laughs> my aunt watches daytime TV, and every time it airs, I get a text message from her with yeah. my picture on TV. <laughs> and we'll have to post it somehow because Connor gave the yes. most unchristian, <laughs> non-Jesus response okay, to someone's listen, court case. Listen, I wanted so us good. to get on TV and you know they're looking for polarizing people. Yes, the guy loved us. Oh, he loved it. He wanted to hang out with us after. Yeah, because afterwards, yeah, we were leaving. He's like, hey, Harvey, the yeah. guy from TMZ. He's awesome. He's a legend. He was like, what do you guys do? <laughs> well, we're like, uh, we're pastors. He's like, what? <laughs> after Connor said that he would sue someone for a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> On principle. On principle, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was it was right. You're right. So you know what? Harvey wanted to be our friend, but we weren't friends with him. Yeah. Because we already have a strong connection in a group of friends. Transition. And that leads me to the point of our <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> oh, full my circle. gosh. Full <laughs> circle, the circle survivor. We're back, baby. Here we go. Over the past couple weeks, we have been telling you how to have the best 2022 of your life and honestly trying to give you a framework for just creating a great life for yourself overall. We started off by talking about having vision for your life, setting goals that support that vision. We talked about how every single one of us in this life will will encounter failure in some way, shape, or form, and how if you embrace that reality, if you don't let failure define you, but you use it as a tool to learn and to grow, you can become better. We talked about the necessity for having uncompromising discipline how the thing that sets most people apart who are successful in accomplishing their vision or goals is the ability to have discipline in their life. And this week, we are wrapping up this series by talking about the final piece that you need to have an amazing 2022 and just an amazing life is putting yourself in a position to find good, strong, and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. community. And we'll explain what we mean by uncomfortable community here in a minute. But we are going to wrap up talking about why it is so important for you to be intentional with the people you surround yourself with. There's a saying, um, and you've probably heard it, but it just rings true. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I think one of the most important and one of the most defining things. If anybody grew up in church. You've heard that phrase. They just rolled their eyes. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's very, yeah, very It's true. absolutely yeah, true. Yeah. It's a cliche for a reason because uh-huh. it, it's real. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. <laughs> I think so often we're so unintentional when it comes to our friendships and relationships, but I would, I would go to say almost more than anything we've talked about so far in the past couple of weeks, vision over goals, because vision takes time to, to have a clear vision for your life. Yeah embracing failure, having discipline. I would say you can have all of those three lined up, but if you are not intentional with who you're surrounding yourself right. with, it that will be the fastest yeah. thing to derail you. Yeah. yeah, true. What do you think? Why is it so important to be intentional about the community you surround yourself with? 
I think it's like you said, like the whole saying, like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. We just become sort of who we hang out with. And not that we don't have like any individuality, but I think it's just true, both in like Christian world and secular world. Like the people you're spending time with, like you're going to care about the same things. You're going to be like wrapped up in the same things. You're going to be spending your time doing the same things. And so it is important to be like intentional to make sure that these people, the people that you're doing life with are on sort of the same path that you have for your life as far as like your vision and your goals like we talked about the disciplines maybe the convictions that you have um because it's just true it's like you're headed where they're headed yeah 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 and and i think like uh you you're the average of the three or five closest people in in your life like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why you go hang out with a group of friends that have like kicked it with each other for a minute. You're like, y'all talk the exact same. (laughs) Yes. Like you almost look the same. There's a reason why old couples, when they've been married for like 50 years at the end of their life, they're like, are you guys brother and sister? (laughs) It's like, they like almost, you know, and I, so I, I think that that's, yeah, I think that that's definitely true. I also think though that people, um, I think that they think that they have like community, but it's a very like pseudo community. Yeah, I think yeah. I think our world has just like a very false sense of of connectivity because we've heard it before. Like we're the most connected, uh, but the most lonely. Yeah, um, I remember uh, I, I read a, a, a research study by like Cigna, I think that they did that was like saying like fifty four percent of all the people within their insurance group that they polled would say that they felt lonely. Or isolated, and that was before COVID. Yeah, that's wild. Which has um, encouraged that even more. And not only— I I, I read a stat from New York Times that I think—I don't want to misquote it, but I think it was either 67 or, like, even 70% of all people between the ages of 18 to 25 during COVID— said they felt depression due to, like, isolation. And yeah. yeah, and and I think, like, you know, you do have, like, social media and Instagram, so you feel connected. And then even, like, we're only going to see this increase. You know, I mentioned the metaverse earlier. but <laughs> Dear Lord, Like, yeah. think about that. It's With crazy. the metaverse, you're going to be able to create an avatar, and you're going to be able to, like, show up to a space or a room or a, or a digital home and show up in a space together and interact with people, but having no, no kind of like connectivity. I know we're like kind of on the early grounds of that, but that's only going to increase. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw on Instagram today, they're making a glove that will allow you I saw through that. like, it's like jet, it like pressurizes air so that you can like actually feel things in the metaverse. Like wow. it's, it's becoming like a, a new frontier yeah. to like yeah. actually pretend to live your life yeah, yeah but, i saw yeah. you can go to church on metaverse uh-huh, you yeah. can like attend a church service uh-huh. and, and, everyth- and you know j- just like everything uh there will be great benefits to it um like anything in life there's great benefits to cars there's horrible things to cars. there's great benefits <laughs> yeah. to anything in life but i think like i do feel that we live in a pretty lonely generation and, and at least like a season of life i know that i've I've felt feelings of loneliness in the past couple of years that I never, I'm like, wait, what is this? What is this loneliness yeah. thing that I'm feeling? But <laughs> yeah. like researchers show that it affects physical and mental, spiritual well-being. Psychology Today says it causes like health problems. It weakens immune system. It damages sleep cycles, loneliness. So no wonder we're like the most anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, confused, lost mm-hmm. society uh, ever before. Like we have no real connections like 
I think our world offers this false sense of connectivity. Like I know people, but I'm not like known. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like the deepest, deepest desire of mm-hmm. people is to feel known. So all that to say, show me your friends, whatever, like we are surrounded by a group of people and we just so deeply want to be like loved yeah. and cared for. So we'll, we'll kind of go against any kind of identity or, or convictions or personal beliefs just in hopes that I don't have to feel this feeling of yeah. isolation, loneliness. So like I'll go wherever, as long as I got people who like, like me yeah, and accept me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And I that's think true. that, I think that speaks to how that's a determining factor in who you're becoming because we would rather change either who we are mm-hmm. or we would sometimes honestly compromise the call or the values that God's given us in our life to belong. Yeah. And so that's why when we say that show me your friends, show your future, whatever, relationships are one of the strongest determining factors in who you're becoming. It's because whether consciously or subconsciously, relationships are either going to propel you forward right. or hold you back because as humans we are we are designed to almost accommodate to the relationships we surround ourselves with right. mm-hmm. you're going to surround yourself with people that are either going to challenge you and push you forward mm-hmm. or they're going to hold you back yeah. yeah and i think the easiest community for us to find is actually unhealthy community mm-hmm. i think i honestly think that it's rare for people to naturally default into good, healthy community. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean. Community can be one of the most life-giving things, but it can also become one of the most toxic things that holds us back. And I think the reason is we as people, if we're not intentional about people that we're surrounding ourselves with, we for some reason tend to flock to those who will sympathize with us mm-hmm or that we unite with like over a common enemy. Right. Mm. Like for example, how many relationships, <clears throat> if you're listening to this right now, how much small talk do you make about a boss that you guys can't stand at your work? Or mm. uh, I don't know, maybe you know somebody who's like a cheater in a, in a relationship or something. And that is almost like this uniting, like bonding factor of like, we've both been cheated on mm. or we've we both like have to work for this person or whatever unhealthy community can actually be almost the the quickest form of community to that forms and takes hold in your life right mm-hmm. yeah i think you said it in a sermon a long time ago it was like you either find community based on a common struggle or a common common enemy like you said like a boss or ex-boyfriend or another friend maybe i don't know and then there was one more it was like common enemy, common struggle. Like common interest. Common interest. Yeah, so like we like the same Yeah, change. yeah. And like how many people you like connect with on social media because uh-huh. you're like, oh, you're into this artist yeah. or whatever. And, and now, now you see that with common uh, like social justice or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or common like enemies that, that is Joe Biden or Trump <laughs> yeah. or yeah. – Pick, pick, pick your flavor yeah. for the yeah. day, but you can find anybody to be pissed off with you. Yeah, yeah, seriously. What do you think it is about us that if our hearts are left unchecked, what is so uniting about unhealthy community? Mm. What is it about like the human soul that loves to bond over pain or frustration or like wounds? Like in my first thought is like misery loves company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like, what what do you think it is about us that loves to 
I don't mean suffer in like real life tragedy yeah. of like something happening, but like when we feel wounded or wrong, mm-hmm. we love to rally the troops to affirm that yeah. we have been wronged. I feel like Andrew said this earlier of like we we want to feel known, you know, like you want to feel like understood almost. So I feel like finding people that maybe you're like if someone had wronged you, like a friend or a boss and you find that one other person who can like understand you that like feeds in to that whole like narrative of like, I just want to feel known. I just want to feel like I belong. But that is like a breeding grounds for like gossip and like slander and all these things that we know are like things that the Bible like instructs us against. And that even though it like feels like intimacy in the moment, like when you're like talking with someone and you're both kind of like, fired up about something and you're mad about this issue or talking about this and it feels like good in the moment it's like a false sense of intimacy right with yeah. like that person you yeah know? absolutely yeah i uh i saw that a lot with with teenagers like being a youth pastor for so long like that that's oftentimes how you saw most relationships mm-hmm. form um like if you saw a group of students if one of the kids <clears throat> their parents were divorced Mm. more than likely all of them. I remember one time I sat down with a small group of kids and I was like, how many parents are divorced? It was like nine out of 10 of them. Oh, like, oh, okay, wow. there's, a, there's a reason why wow. like you guys, yeah. or kids in high school who have uh, uh, suicide ideation or cutting issues or whatever. Like it's just something that you, you learn at a young age. Like, hey, I'm struggling. I'm going to find other people that struggle. And also too, common struggle isn't always a bad thing. Like I, no. remember, I remember talking mm-hmm. with Keaton about this, who, who runs our life groups. You know, he, he was talking about, like, you know, cancer patients. Yeah. Like, I remember my, my dad going through through cancer. Like, you went through cancer. Like, like there's – I remember my dad sitting with, like, people who were going through their chemo treatment, and mm-hmm. he became best friends with certain people because, yeah. you know, they were sharing something. I think, though, when our relationships, relationships are based off of, like, some unhealthy common struggle, yeah. what we see is when that common struggle is removed, there's no depth yeah. There's no real it. community. Yeah. Yeah, it's created like a false it's... dichotomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I think all that to say, like common interests, common struggle, but then I, I think the most powerful relationships are the ones where we share a common value. Yeah. We share a common uh vision, especially one that's like a, an eternal yeah. kind of value and vision. I think that's when the the strongest relationships are yeah. can be formed. I, I I definitely want to get to that, but let's say there's somebody who's listening. They're kind of evaluating their relationships. They're evaluating their friendships. And we've talked about how there's relationships that will propel you and relationships that will hold you back. What do you think, maybe for somebody here that's like taking an evaluation of their relationships, what are some some common signs of maybe unhealthy relationships. Like if you're, if you're doing some, and it doesn't mean you have to cut these people off, but maybe you have to restructure, reframe your interactions. Mm -hmm. If somebody's here to be like, okay, like I I think I I can identify some people that maybe push me forward, but I can identify some things that maybe hold me back. What do you think are maybe some common threads of an unhealthy relationship dichotomy that, that could help somebody identify Oh, maybe I need to re rethink these relationships yeah. or rework those. Yeah. I mean, in my experience with some friendships, I feel like I started maybe noticing that like things were really negative. Mm-hmm. Like most of our interactions, conversations steered like <laughs> towards the negative and walking away, I maybe felt like drained. 
yeah. rather than like, gross. yeah. Like, what did I just yeah. talk about? <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. I just spent yeah. an hour. Like, what? It maybe like didn't feel life giving, um, and you maybe felt like drained. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like a for me at least in my experience, that's a big sign of okay, maybe this friendship needs like more boundaries. I'm not gonna like just walk out on this person, right. but maybe I need to be more mindful and <laughs> maybe not spend all of my, maybe this isn't a healthy friendship for either of us right. because reality is it's not just you. It's the other person too. It's yeah, like yeah. you guys will, <laughs> if that like breeding ground is there, you'll be more comfortable with that person to like let that sort of unhealthiness yeah. like grow. And it's not going to be beneficial for either party in the friendship. Yeah. yeah. Agree. I, th- I think that some, some of the most toxic relationships uh, are the ones where like, People are just enabling yeah. uh, ugly behavior, or yeah. or even encouraging it. And I, I think uh, I, I think you see that sometimes. Like if you're in a friendship and you're you're trying to like, people don't always love progress or or change. And yeah. so sometimes like you're in a relationship, and you know that God's calling you to like something different. And and for some reason like the friendships that you're in, like they are like refusing to allow you to like move forward and they're mm-hmm. just like pushing and encouraging and enabling negative behavior. I think that's, that, that that's a, that's a, like a sign that, Hey, maybe it's time for me to yeah take yeah. a break or have a difficult conversation or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. If you're, if you're always hanging out with somebody and your conversations are always steering towards gossip or you're constantly being critical or anytime you hang out, you're always like assassinating this person's character. Or you're, going after this job or this institution, I think it's time to like step back and be like, okay, I'm not like this with everybody, Mm -hmm. but when I'm with this person or when I'm with this group of friends, it always is pulling me down a road to be critical, to be negative, to gossip. And that's not the kind of person I want to be. And so I think it's okay for you to say, you know what? Sometimes unhealthy community, while it might be easiest because everybody loves to rally around a common enemy, that's not going to be what propels you to have your best year, to be your best self, and to mold you into the person God's trying to create you. And so this is where this phrase comes in. I think if you want to be the best version of yourself this year, the person that God's trying to mold you to be, you have to take initiative to find uncomfortable community. And yeah. here's what I mean by uncomfortable <clears throat> community. Surround yourself with people who are going to be willing to push you and challenge you to be the best version of yourself so that you will not settle. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, I know for myself, that comes with an ounce of humility because for me, I've got vision for my life. I want to be a pastor who is successful and not just numerically, but I want to live a life of integrity. I want to like be married to my wife for the rest of my life. I want to raise two amazing girls and and have a solid family. Mm-hmm. I need to find people that are better than me at that and attach myself to those people so that I can take a humble posture to learn. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody who's listening, maybe they're evaluating their relationships right now. How do we be intentional about our community and how do we find uncomfortable community that's actually going to make us better and not hold us back? Yeah, I think you need to find people – um, like we, you know, we, we grew up in the world of like accountability partners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've still know. got people that have who's, like my internet history yeah, and stuff like who's that. Who's your accountability partner? Um, but I think having friendships, my best friendships are, are the ones that keep me accountable. 
And and the word accountable, I heard someone say once, like, is someone who keeps account of your ability. Like accountability. Someone who keeps account of your ability. So in other words, like, that's why sharing your closest friendships should be relationships where they share the same common value of a relationship with Christ because that person can keep you accountable to, like, the things you've been called to. Like, I... I desperately need people in my life who like hear me be and moan and, you know, like <laughs> let, 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 let me be honest and let me be a human being. But at the same time, like challenge me and yeah. call, be like, no, bro, but you're like, you're called to be a different father than that. Yeah. Like you're called. I, I hear some things you're saying about like your marriage and your wife. Like you need to, I didn't even challenge that. Like literally I had a conversation with a guy a few days ago, a, a close friend of mine. And I, I was kind of just going through something I was sharing, just being honest and, and he was clearly going through some stuff too. And I was like, bro, I, was like, I just need like some encouragement. And he was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we didn't, we didn't like, we didn't keep each other accountable in that moment. And later mm-hmm. he texted me he's like, all right. He's like, I got something for you. Yeah. And he called me to something, but we have to have people in our lives, man, who like, we can, we can share our struggles with, we can, we can hang out, watch a game with, but then at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, like they're keeping us account of the calling that's been placed on our life. So that's my only thing when it comes, my biggest thing when it comes to like some of your key relationships being uh, with people who aren't believers, like your main circle or, or that's why a big part of why we, we, I think scripture says like, Hey, don't be uh, yoked together with unbelievers, like in a relationship standpoint, because you feel like God is calling you to something, calling you to take a big step of faith. If your friends have no context for scripture and for faith and for like, they're probably not going to be able to give you the best advice on the planet and help challenge you to lean into the Lord and give you, I don't know, good counsel. So Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you'll like constantly have to weigh advice that they give with like scripture. Yeah. And so it's just an extra like step and an extra like weight on your shoulder. Yeah. I mean, it's like classic like Proverbs 27, like iron sharpens iron. Uh Like we're we're meant to be doing life with people that are encouraging us. Yeah, that yeah. are because life is hard. Okay, for anybody, and if you're gonna try and go through these challenges and you're going with it through people who are maybe those people that are enabling that sort of like, oh, I just need like a sounding board or I just yeah. need to like vent for a second, and then there's no real like okay, but this is like what we're called to. And this is like what scripture says. And this is what, then that is just going to make it that much harder and that much less like fulfilling of a relationship versus people who are like encouraging you and building you up in the word. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Milana, because you, you did the college thing. You went to seven different colleges (laughs) um, (laughs) studying to be a neuroscientist or whatever. Neuroscientist. Um, That's a nerd. (laughs) No, but like, especially you went to OU, huge party school, um, RIP to their football program this yeah, year, but, <sighs> but you, you, you became a Christian at OU, right? Yep. Yeah. On campus. And so you're at this huge party school. I'm sure you have relationships that are not bringing out the best in you. I'm sure you were partying like crazy too. <laughs> We've got some pictures. <laughs> We've got some blackmail. No, but you, you go from this one life. You meet Jesus. Yeah. You have this totally like this radical transformation. You're a Christian now. How did you get intentional 
about surrounding yourself, especially in that season where friendships and bonds and parties all play such a big and significant part of your life. How did you start to become intentional and what what were maybe even some of the beginning steps of like, hey, I've had this radical life transformation. I need to find community that's <clears throat> going to support that. How did you go from the party scene, the college scene to surrounding yourself with people that actually were building you up and building up your character? Yeah, I think it's funny. I actually moved out to Oklahoma um, transferred there to follow my boyfriend at the time who was not a Christian and ended up moving in with some random roommates who were Christian and ended up taking me to church. And that's how I got saved. And so for me, it was this really like this tension of like, okay, I have this boyfriend and this sort of like group of friends that I had out here initially that maybe like isn't living for the Lord is like sort of teetering the line of some unhealthy relationships. And then I have this basically one friend, one roommate who was like sold out for Jesus. Julia, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. Um, but it there, it there was constant tension I was feeling of like trying to hold on to these like friendships that I'm like, okay, but these are like, this is like my group. This is my people. But knowing that like they were not headed in the same direction, they yeah. were like, they did not care about the stuff that all of a sudden was like really important to me. And I was trying, I was also in a state and you might be here if you're listening too, of like, you're trying to figure this whole like Jesus thing out. Like you're like, okay, my life has changed. Now what? Like what, what do my relationships look like? What does my day to day look like? What do my weekends look like? Like how, how should I spend my time? There, there is just sort of tension that you will feel of trying to like make maybe relationships that are no longer like suiting you or like giving you life fit into this new sort of direction like trying to drag these relationships onto like a path that like maybe these people don't want to go down yeah and so i just clung to man like clung tightly to like relationships with friends like julia and started going to church and honestly had to sort of put myself out there to like make friendships that were maybe centered around the things that I cared about now. Um, but it, it definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a struggle. Friendships are hard yeah. and yeah. figuring out that line and those boundaries can be challenging. Yeah. And wouldn't you guys agree that like, we talk about this in our relationship series a lot, but like two godly people can have a very ungodly thousand percent yeah know, relationship or friendship, and so like I, I I know that in my life I've most of my life has been filled with I've been a believer my whole life, so I'd say the bulk of the people that I've like allowed to be close to me have been believers my entire life yeah, yeah. but those weren't all fulfilling relationships yeah uh, that challenged me or pushed me and I. I could probably say they could say the same thing about me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, so I do think that, like, and, and I also believe that that God puts certain relationships in your life for certain seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God uses every relationship to, like, teach you something about yourself or about life. Yeah. So I'm actually one of those people, people might disagree with me, but I, I hold pretty loosely to some of my friendships. Uh, there are a few that are, like, stick closer than, like, a brother, you know? Um but I, 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 I'm like, listen. You might be in my life for a certain season of time, but, uh, 
But as you change and progress and God sanctifies you, you grow your family, you grow your career, you move states, you whatever the thing is, like, I think God is always kind of placing like new people, new relationships. Um, but I, I do think that we have to be, be very, very careful. I think the people that you allow close. And so I yeah. think that's why some of the loneliness, isolation, like I don't have close friendships. Because I also think that people are pretty careful. And I think the older you get, the more relational shrapnel you get. And the more relational shrapnel you experience in life, the more you hold people. At like an arm's distance. Yeah, or yeah. a higher standard. Have you noticed like the people who have have had the most difficult relationships are usually like have the highest expectations? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I've been so hurt. I've been so broken by every relationship. So I hold everybody at a distance and I have deep expectations. And at the first sign of a friendship not going perfect, yeah, they bail. So I think there's also a level of healing for people that they need to walk through. Um, because the way you operate, because of maybe your past or some trauma, you you kind of, if you're being honest, you say, I'm not going to let anybody yeah. close to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a, maybe a whole other podcast. <laughs> I don't know. At least something for someone to think about it, because I'm sure there's listeners that, yeah, that absolutely. fall into that. Absolutely. So I, honestly, we I think we all would agree your community is probably the most important determining factor in I would say the catalyst of what's going to propel you forward the quickest or hold you back and frustrate you the most. Mm-hmm. You can have incredible vision for your life. You can have, uh, you can embrace and learn from your failure. You can have discipline. But if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, the right community, that can be that can make it hard for you to fill up, fulfill the vision God's put on your life. Or that can help you and 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 be a strength in your life. So I kind of wanted to wrap it up with this. I'm going to read off a couple questions, but then I want you guys to think about it and maybe add some of your own. For somebody that's listening to this podcast who's trying to have an incredible year, maybe they're trying to bounce back, maybe they're coming out of a relationship or they lost a job and they're just kind of starting from ground zero. They're assessing their relationships yeah, I've maybe got some strong relationships, but maybe I've got some that I need to to reevaluate and and figure out how to have intentional, uncomfortable community that's going to push me forward. Here's some questions to maybe ask yourself, and I'll throw it to you guys after I read these out. Here's some questions to know whether you're having some good, intentional community that's going to push you forward. One, am I willing to be fully known and vulnerable with these people? Do I have to put on a facade when I'm around these people? Is there an image I'm trying to keep up? Or am I able to be fully known and vulnerable with these people? Mm. Can I receive criticism from these people? Mm. Are these people that I respect and value enough in the way they have their life, the way they do their life, the character they have, that I would allow them to speak into my life and it would have some type of weight? When I'm with these people, am I tempted to fall back into bad habits or sinful patterns mm-hmm. or or do they push me to be my best? When I'm with these people, do I constantly complain about problems or do we find creative solutions to move forward together? Right. These don't cover all of it, but I think these are good questions to start asking yourself to find intentional and uncomfortable community. Would there be any other questions you'd maybe add to that for somebody who's sorting through their relationships? Yeah, I, I think that to, to me, there's something so powerful and profound of like people in your life that that like spark joy and bring mm-hmm. like, yeah, that make life fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I and so I, I think that sometimes that's like the default of like, 
I just have so much fun with these people and like so whatever they're like my party friends and I just have whatever um but you know if that's you that, that that's not going to be like the life-giving relationship that you desire but I, but I also feel like this this is like joyful when I'm yeah. around these people cuz yeah. also you have some relationships you're like oh my gosh like I have one relationship where every time we talk I'm like oh my god it's great yeah like we talked about scripture in the bible but like <laughs> I didn't laugh once, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. and so you know, we have to be careful to like try to get you to a mindset where you have these standards for a relationship. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, because sometimes relationships, it's very, it's kind of a roller coaster, and you experience all different kinds of things. But, but I also, that's a big one to me, man. Like, especially in our ministry world and our context, mm-hmm. where we deal with a lot of like heartache and we deal with a lot of like pain that people are going through, and we just hear like horrible stories, and it's so difficult. Where for us, sometimes we really need an outlet. That's why, like, a lot of us are so close on staff because, like, we we go through a lot of difficult times together, but then we can, like, laugh yeah. and have fun and, and enjoy and, life. And life's short, man. Yeah. Like, like, seasons of life ebb and flow. Nothing is guaranteed. Why not enjoy it? Yeah. And why not enjoy it with people that have your best interest in mind? I, right. do, th- yeah. I do think we can tend to over-spiritualize some stuff in this and, you know, do they do this or will they – they do this, but joy is an essential part yeah. of our life. God brings us joy. God wants us to experience joy. Jesus mm-hmm. hung out with people that I'm sure he enjoyed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think don't don't get too spiritual. And maybe, maybe I had a tendency to give the lists of like, check, <laughs> check, check. But dude, like the person too. Yeah, yeah. Like have fun with them. Be able to like to to have a good time together. Yeah, because yeah. you can't have fun with your spouse. <laughs> One day, like good luck. We have great, really deep conversations, but wow, we we're boring. Yeah, we're boring. Which some people are just freaking boring. So (laughs) if you're boring, then you can find someone else who's boring. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Milana, what would you say? Any any other questions or maybe filters for somebody who's just evaluating relationships? Yeah, I feel like um, if if it's maybe more one sided, I think some like scripture tells us to like bear one and one another's burdens and stuff. But if you like can take a look at this relationship and you're like, okay, maybe I'm like, they're bearing my burdens, but it's, it's more like one sided on their part. Or like maybe I'm bearing all of their burdens and I don't feel like it's, it's maybe balanced. I feel like, yeah. Making sure that like friendships are, are mutual. Yeah. Are mutual and, and balanced and healthy and life giving on like both ends. Yeah. Be a friend. If you want a friend, be a friend. And aren't the best friendships, the ones where it's like, we may not talk for a few weeks and yes. we still, and I think I'm learning that even more as like being married for longer and having kids where it's just like, you can just text go. someone or call them like a month, be like, bro, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like yeah. I suck. And it's, it's all right, man. Let's you know, so those are the ones where it's just, it's just natural. And sometimes that takes a long time to get to, but sometimes it doesn't. I, I've, I've created a new friendship in the past like six months where I'm like, wow, this just like happened quickly. Yeah. It's like the grace of God. So I don't know. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, we hope that we have over the past couple weeks equipped you to have the best year of your life. We believe that if you set vision for your life, that if you embrace and learn from failure, if you learn to grow in your level of discipline, and if you are intentional about finding community that is going to push you forward, you are set up, you have the framework to have the best year of your life. And honestly, to start to form the best life for yourself, to become the person that God's called you and to fulfill the vision and the call that God has placed 
on your life. And so we hope this series has been fun. We hope it has been helpful. We hope that you watch Survivor (laughs) and maybe watch The Circle. Watch The Circle. We'll see. But, (laughs) hey, we love you guys so much. Andrew, pray for us as we finish out our January podcast series. Yes. Lord, we thank you so much for your provision in our lives. Um, Lord, I, I believe that uh, you created us in your image, and you are a, a communal God. You are a God who desires community. You, you showed that to us in Genesis 1 and then all throughout Scripture, that you desire community for yourself, and, um, and you desire that for your people. And so, Lord, I believe that uh, I say this all the time, but like if you've called us to something, then you'll grace us for it. So, God, I believe that you have called us to community not just community, digital community, which can be great, <laughs> but God, you've also called us to like face-to-face community, to be in a room with one another, to look at each other um, in the eyes and to be honest. And so I just believe that you deeply desire that for us. You don't desire for us to be lonely or, or lost um, or isolated or uh, lack intimacy with people. Uh, Lord, you deeply desire for us to be connected. So uh, I just pray for the person who's listening that maybe feels all the difficult things that maybe we're talking about, Lord, I pray that you would give them a level of faith to, to pray and believe that you're going to put people in their life, Lord, but also understanding that that faith is active, that uh, we have to take a step of faith. Maybe someone who's listening, like they haven't been back to church since COVID, that they would take a step of faith and be like, I know that God wants this for me, so I'm going to get up off my couch and I'm going to go to young adults. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to a church. Um, and I'm going to start serving, and I'm going to start putting myself in a place uh, to experience relationships, knowing that it may not work out perfectly the first time, but I know that if God wants it for me, then I'm going to lean into it. So, uh, God, we just thank you for every uh, six people that listen to our <laughs> podcast. Just kidding. Uh, but, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, you just bless them. And, God, we love you. We trust you. And, God, bring us a great sponsorship. Kidding. God, in your name. But for real. Amen. Amen. Prayer class. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Young Adult Podcast. All sponsorship inquiries can go to Red Rocks YA on our Instagram handle. We will promo the heck out of you if you pay us well. Um, no, but hey, thank you guys. Maybe, for, I, I feel like people are like maybe like low key. Like, are they being serious? <laughs> I mean, we I'm are. not not being serious. <laughs> if somebody would want to pay me to no. do the thing I'm already doing, that's true. That's true. Why would and I? If not? someone's gonna hate on that, then they're that's, just lying that's to on you for being <laughs> a hater. Uh-huh. If you could get paid extra to do something you're already doing, you are not smart if you do not take that. <laughs> but. All jokes aside, thank you for listening to the Young Adult Podcast. For all things YA, you can follow us on social media. At redrocksya.com. Oh, wait, that's our... That's our website. <laughs> that's our website, redrocksya.com. And then our Instagram handle is at redrocksya. It's all very unison. Yes. So follow us. Stay tuned into what we're doing. If you're in the Denver area, we would love for you to come hang out on a Thursday, especially... This upcoming Thursday, we are doing a group launch for all of you who are looking to find community, to find friends. Um, If you are newer to the area or maybe you're newer to young adults and you're trying to get plugged in, uh, February 3rd, we are having an incredible guest speaker. We are going to blow the doors off the building at Lakewood. We're having Red Rocks Worship come and hang out. We've got an incredible guest. And then we are launching... I believe up to this point, well over 20 plus groups 
all across the Denver metro area. And so if you are single and you're looking to meet somebody, if you're new and you're looking to make friends, if you're looking to find community, read your Bible, dive deeper into God's word, share a meal, come February 3rd to the Lakewood campus, 7 o'clock, and we are going to be launching a bunch of groups. And if you're in the Denver area, come hang out with us on Sundays. Arvada, Park Meadows, Littleton, Lakewood. Or fly to Brussels. Or fly to (laughs) Brussels. If you're in Austin, we apologize for the crew. They're a little weird, but go there and hang out with Doug and Ryan and Sam and Ethan and Steph. We love you guys. We will be back in February for a romantic... Valentine's Day slash we're dedicating February to relationships on the podcast. Come back and hang out. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace out. Peace.